This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I'm thinking of this case, uh, Jessica Yanov out in Western Canada in B.C., hoping to get a Brazilian, as you might recall, and uh, that was dismissed by the Human Rights Tribunal. And uh, nonetheless, she went back up the hill and uh, wanted again to get some racialized and marginalized women to conduct a leg wax. And uh, this has become another cause celeb. And representing on the uh, the defendants is Jay Cameron with the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. He's a litigation manager. He's joined us on the line to tell us where this case is going and uh, where the others have kind of gone but not yet been fully resolved. Jay, always a pleasure to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. So, Jay, uh, with Jessica Yanoff, uh having filed a complaint because she wants a leg wax, as I understand it, there's still an outstanding obligation to the defendants, as was uh, presented by the uh, the tribunal, that she pick up their legal costs of $6,000 to these three different studios. Has that obligation been met? No, it hasn't been. There's been no payment. And I think there was actually a representation on so- social media saying that uh, Yaniv uh, was not going to pay it. And so... Uh, the tribunal has said that until that's paid, no new complaints are going to be uh, permitted um, against these new salons that we're, um, that we're representing. The issue uh, in the new cases is both leg waxing and genital waxing, because there was a request for a bikini wax as well, and uh, a Brazilian, and uh, our clients uh, said no uh, to both requests. What I don't understand is why this continues to fester since uh, the original ruling came out late last year and uh, awarding court costs to the defendants should shut a complainant down. But uh, again, so is this not already in the realm of the frivolous and vexatious? Yes, our position is is that this is frivolous and vexatious uh, and it, it will be, if this matter proceeds, we will address that. Uh, at the moment, the tribunal has said, um, you know, essentially said you have to pay in order to proceed uh, because you lost these other cases. But the tribunal is allowing, like, did certify the complaints. It is allowing the complaints to proceed, and they don't have to. So when these new complaints came in, the tribunal made a a judgment call as to whether or not there was some merit to them. And uh, we're going to have to deal with it, that if uh, Yaniv pays the cost award against the other um, respondents. But that's, see, this is why I think this is, you know, it baffles the um, the mind that this is considered reasonable. When you've already had cases dismissed, is this not by way of precedent something that would also render this new case rather moot? I think that Yaniv's case in the new complaints is that uh, when there's a request for a leg wax, uh, that, that salons have to say that Yaniv is relying on some... Uh, some so, sort of obiter uh, uh, discussion from the tribunal member, some sort of offhand remarks about how, um, you know, maybe a leg wax or an arm wax would be a successful complaint uh, to the Human Rights Tribunal. And so that, Yaniv is thinking, well, uh, I have a case here. But the reality is, is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other legal grounds to refuse to provide a, a bikini wax or a leg wax uh, that the tribunal has not yet considered. There's the whole constitutional angle that 
the tribunal member uh, said was, you know, that they didn't have to consider that because they were dismissing it on other grounds last time. And so, yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, there's new ground that can be hoed, but uh, but you're right. At the end of the day, this is another complaint against salons who are run by immigrant service providers, and uh, you know, Yaniv is is appears to be targeting them again with very similar complaints. Right. And uh, the last time around, it was found that she engaged in extortionate behavior towards these women, made slanderous and malicious attacks on the legal counsel acting for the women. Would that be you? Well, that would be me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And yet here we go again. I mean, does she have legal representation or is it automatic the tribunal would appoint such? Well, there's no right to counsel uh, in the tribunal process. Uh, And so Yaniv was self-represented for most of the first uh, wave of complaints. There was counsel uh, for a small portion of things, but uh, then that uh, that lawyer disappeared from the record. And uh, at the moment, you need to self-represented. Right. Uh, so when is this? I mean, you're saying this is really in it's suspended right now or deferred until the payment is forthcoming. Can the payment not be enforced by way of, I don't know, garnishing any wages she may have or uh, a lien against property or possessions? There's there's a process for enforcing uh, cost awards, and we are in the middle of that process. And so uh, as we attempt to enforce um, the order of the tribunal, uh, but we haven't been successful yet. And so that's all I can say about that. All right. Um, well, yeah, yeah it, it continues on. It, you know, this is continuing, and so uh, may actually go on unabated uh, until she runs out of body parts to complain about not being serviced. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish it were a laughing matter, but it's it's really not. Fundamentally, let me ask you though. Uh, final question here: You're with the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms as the litigation manager. Uh, something that happened during the last election, and uh, I guess it was a case where. Uh, Andrew Lawton and the True North Center for Public Policy uh, wanted access to, um, what was it, uh, in a media scrum-like setting uh, and were denied, but then they actually sought an injunction and got one, an emergency order, I guess, during the debate. That's what it was, during the debate. Uh, Where do we stand with this now constitutionally? Uh, Can political parties determine who uh, is allowed in and who's who's barred from entering, that, that kind of thing? Well, of course, political parties, and especially the the existing uh, federal liberal party, has shown an inclination to uh, to try and control media narratives, whether that's through media bailouts or whether that's through uh, banning uh, people from news agencies who uh, they they believe might not be uh, favorable to their party uh, to control messaging that way. And so uh, that's correct. Um, True North News was uh, was refused accreditation uh, for the purposes of the debates, and uh, and then they sued and obtained an injunction, and uh, were able to cover the debates. and And now, where things stand is is that uh, the Justice Center has applied to amend uh, the originating uh, documents before the court to add a constitutional component. And um, the government has brought an application to strike the whole uh, court, um, the, whole, the whole court case. And so uh, right now, the court 
in Ontario is going to make a determination about whether or not things go ahead. The government is saying that the whole question is moot because the election is over. True North is saying, hold on a second, there was an infringement of our constitutional rights and we want to have that adjudicated. And so uh, there's going to be a determination on that preliminary issue by the court and and then we'll see where we are once that happens. Yeah, this is uh, getting to be rather interesting, uh, the policy creep on the uh, recommendations by this uh, communications and telecommunications panel that was struck by the government, where the government ostensibly wants to insert itself to protect, they say, Canadian culture and content, but a lot of people are putting up flags suggesting that uh, this may be too much government intrusion. You want to offer a quick thought on that one, by the way? Yeah, I think that uh, there's there's too much control already of what people can say, what they can cover, what has to be on TV, uh, you know, and there's there's the additional push to uh, ban so-called hate speech on social media, um, you know, within 24 hours. And that's uh, that's not a proper amount of time uh, to determine whether or not the speech is protected or not. Um, and and so really it's uh, it's more efforts to control the narrative. Indeed it is, and I appreciate your weighing in very quickly on that latter point as well. Jay Cameron, Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms Litigation Manager, always appreciate your time and input. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.